0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the com video games podcast. As always, I'm Dead. Join today, we have Alex. And I'm all you get. Yep, Caveman is off his ass on Will. So, well, that might be a somewhat more entertaining podcast, it wouldn't be a very coherent one.
1: Nope.
0: Yeah, it would just be like a lot of incoherent rambling and then...
1: He could be here the whole time and just didn't realize he'd never turned his computer on. <laughs> Maybe he's talking to us right now, or at least he thinks he's talking to us.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna wake up at three in the morning with like a seventeen, like a seventeen message long text string from him. Just asking all kinds of really dumb, stupid questions.
1: No, I just, he's, have, he's having a, a three way conversation with himself. He just imagines what we're saying.
0: That actually did happen once on one of these shows. Really? Yeah, we were doing a commentary track for a for an asylum movie called Atlantic Rim.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Atlantic Rim.
0: Yeah. And so back then I had the Yeti, which has a mute button on it. So what I would do is I would just mute my mic and then like go, if I needed to, go, like, go, to the, go to the bathroom or something or like say something to somebody in the house, I would just mute the mic so I wouldn't get picked up on the recording. I wouldn't have to edit it out or anything. And so I came back. I hit the mute button, but I apparently didn't hit it hard enough because for the next 20 minutes... I was having a fake conversation with Caveman because I was saying something and he couldn't hear me. It wasn't recorded, but then he just happened to respond in a way that sounded like he was hearing what I was saying.
1: Oh, yeah, that's happened.
0: This happened for 20 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. On one of our podcasts, I was like I was muted for like a half hour and I didn't realize it. (laughs) I, I just thought you guys were like being unusually polite in your responses.
0: Ah, the glory of satellite audio.
1: It, w- it wasn't until I said something that I knew you guys had to respond and you didn't that I was I was typing. I'm like, hey, can you guys hear me? And you're like, no. <laughs> we, th- we like we th- we thought you got up and went to the bathroom like a half hour ago. And I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: I was like, my my audio track is going to have uh, like an extra 20 minutes of me talking to nobody. And you guys aren't going to be responding.
0: See, this is why I need to get you motherfuckers to move to Canada. It was all in one room recording.
1: That way that it shit won't happen. In- yeah, then we then we could film the the Death Store Prods uh crossover film. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I'm sure K-Bank can whip something up. I yeah, mean
0: him we have we, we we could do fucking pitch meetings about that. It's like hey, here's a movie about our dumbasses.
1: let just just walk around like hey, what's going on?
0: So it's Commodore Hustle, but less funny?
1: Something like that.
0: Outstanding. Anyway, video games.
1: Uh, Video games, yeah, I'll think about that.
0: Yeah, here we talk about those. Sorry we didn't have a show last time. Uh, We hadn't really played anything.
1: Yeah, we hadn't played anything, and we were both tired, and I was just like, why don't we just not do anything this week?
0: Yeah, it's kind of shitty, but... It happens sometimes.
1: Otherwise, otherwise, the pod, I'm, I'll sum up the podcast basically now. Man, I'm so tired. Did you play anything, Dead? No, I didn't play anything. Did you play anything? No, I didn't play anything. Man, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Ah, screw it. I'm too tired. Good night, everybody. And that would have been the podcast. Basically, yeah. Maybe we want to put you guys
0: through that. So now we are here. We are mostly awake. We have presumably some video games to talk about.
1: Yeah, I played one. Jesus Christ. I I play I played one that I, pro- I don't think I have talked... Hopefully, I've not talked about it before. I played honestly. six. Oh, you can At go the first. I I have nothing. Well, I just I just I, I just played some more Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> I'm 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 going for a Legion path this time because I've never done that before. And what is that? I have the only
0: the only parts I played in New Vegas are I get healed by the doctor and I go to the first settlement and then I stop.
1: That's as far as you've ever gotten. Yes. All right. So, so there's four, there's four factions you can join in new Vegas. Once you finally get to new Vegas and then it turns out that like these three, these three guys are trying to get control of it because it's a mostly not nuked part of the desert and it's kind of valuable. It still has the Hoover dam that gives them lots of power so, basically, there's New California Republic, which is kind of like America half-picked up the pieces after the war.
0: Are those the guys and with it, the two-headed bear
1: flag? Yeah, them, yes.
0: Okay. I know some stuff.
1: Okay. There's Caesar's Legion, which is <laughs> which is a, bu- a bunch of tribal savages basically uh, doing their best to reenact the Roman Empire. They're basically a group of... Wild, savage sla- slavers, basically.
0: And yeah, I mean, we all know how well the Roman Empire went. I mean, it's still—I mean, it's still around today.
1: Yeah. Well, the guy—the g- <clears throat> slipped by a guy named Caesar. That's not his real name. Of course, it, it isn't. isn't. His his real name is Edward Sallow. I mean, he he's not even he Italian. Just, no, he just he just renamed himself because he he's he was a. Uh, I think he came from Salt Lake City. Or uh, he comes. He comes from the general Utah area, which wasn't nuked too badly. And, it would have been uh, great. A, well,
0: it would have been great and really stupid if if they went to They went to meet Caesar. And it was just some fucking like It's Like, hey, we'll slip him Caesar. It was like full on grease.
1: No, but there is there there is a gang of that. I'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> of course, there is. is there is it, a gang is of greasers. Snakes? No, it's not the tunnel snakes. Uh, uh, so for. So basically he's he's a histori- he's like he's basically this historian slash smart guy who is a Mormon missionary because the Mormon missionaries were still are still around in post apocalyptic America.
0: Yeah, and Mormons heavy ties with the Roman Empire.
1: Yeah, well no, he basically he's he's like he's like the world sucked and since everyone blew each other up, we probably shouldn't get back to that. I'm gonna make my own new empire in America and I'm going to base it on ancient Rome. My name is now Caesar. He went to a he went to a, a tribe of like raiders and he's like, "Hey, you're you're my new uh, legionnaires."
0: And why did they say he, why did they not just say instead of, "Yeah, sure, axe to head?"
1: Because he's he's like, "I can get you more territory and you can do more than just hang around this tiny bit of land killing whoever comes by."
0: "But we like hanging around this tiny bit of land killing anybody who comes by."
1: No, he he played the whole honorable warrior thing, <laughs> and they've really liked it.
0: Yeah, you know Raiders, post-apocalyptic Raiders. They're known for their honor.
1: So, so, so he he gets his he gets his uh, his friend from the Mormon missionary named Joshua Graham, who is his second in command.
0: Yeah, that's a Mormon name.
1: And and I'm being start, totally serious. Yeah, and they start basically. Uniting tribes and putting them in like the closest thing they can find to to uh, Roman legionnaire outfits that they can find, like they all have swords that are made of like a lawnmower blade taped to a stick. That's their yeah. like gladiuses.
0: N- I mean, naturally, they can't exactly. There's not exactly a forge nearby.
1: Yeah, they they have they have like Roman ar- Roman legion armor that's made out of football pads.
0: Again, naturally, did they did they happen to set up their Roman legion next to a school where would like the like the mascot was a Spartan?
1: I don't think so.
0: Cuz that would have just been fucking perfect.
1: But he's he's been at this for like 50 years and he ha- he actually has a pretty decent force made up of at this point I think it's like 20 or 30 conquered tribes, all of whom are like fully indoctrinated in the Spartan way and enjoy living and dying for their master Caesar. So, they tried to fight the New California Republic to take the Hoover Dam, and they got beaten up pretty badly because a bunch of guys with cheap guns and lawnmower blade swords aren't a match for an actual army.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a...
1: So, they get driven back, and since Joshua Graham failed Caesar, he lights him on... He covers him in in, uh, coal, lights him on fire, and throws him into the Grand Canyon... (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't. He, well, doesn't to go. he doesn't die. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. He some. He somehow falls all the way to the bottom of the Grand Canyon on fire. Gets up and walks back to Utah.
0: Well, you know, rolling down the canyon would
1: would would put
0: out the fire probably.
1: I think there's water yeah. down there, right? No. Well, he's horribly burnt. He's he's like he's covered in bandages. He's in constant pain. He'll
0: put out the fire eventually.
1: Yeah, like in that they they renamed him the Burned Man because he's like this this ghoul to them. He's a burned because, man because he's a burned man because they like they, we lit him on fire and he threw him into the Grand Canyon. He couldn't possibly have survived. But then sometimes our scouts show up like mostly annihilated, and they're like, "Hey, this guy who looked a lot like Joshua, except he was covered in bandages and horribly burnt, killed all of us." <laughs> so, so so they got defeated pretty badly, but they're still around. Gathering power, trying to make their next run on Hoover Dam and New Vegas. And then, finally, there's the guy who runs New Vegas, whose name is Mr. House, voiced by the guy who played Odo on Deep Space Nine. Okay. This is the first thing I've seen him in, in in a while. And he's a guy from the pre-war civilization who's basically... Plugged himself into this life support system that is basically—he plugged himself into his building's mainframe. So he's still—he's still alive, even though it's like 150 something years after the war. And he's—he's he's trying to uh, to take control of the city for himself. But right now, he had to play nice with the New California Republic, who are currently the ones that are in control of the dam, because um, he what. He ha- he had he has this army of robots that he he was going to power up, but literally a day before the item that would upgrade his computer or something would would happen is when the the uh, bombs exploded. <laughs> so he missed it by a day. So he's sitting there hoping that this one guy can bring him this computer chip that will let him get full access to his arsenal, and then he can. Basically, drive the NCR out of Las Vegas and take it over for himself. And that is the thing that you were shot in the head carrying at the beginning of the game. Oh, okay. So the first half of the game is getting that chip back. Neat. And oh yeah, and and then there's the Greaser gang. There's a bunch of other various factions in the game. Like they're just they're one of the, the New Vegas citizens. Yes, they're a greaser gang called the Kings. Okay. An entire gang of Entire gang of Elvis impersonators.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so dumb. Yes, it is. How good are they? Like, at impersonating Elvis. Uh,
1: There's only... Only their boss, who's named The King, is the only one that is able to impersonate Elvis well. Because they watched his old videos so much that all the tapes broke. <laughs> so he so he's he's the only he's the only one in living memory that that remembers what Elvis sounds like.
0: And so everybody else is just doing weird impressions of impressions.
1: And everyone else just has the the stereotypical 50s gangster greaser voice. He's the only one that sounds like Elvis.
0: Okay. So wait, if they but don't know if they don't know how Elvis, Elvis sounds, how did they get the Greaser accent? Like like is the Greaser is like the Greaser voice just like an in like an ingrained voice in the apocalypse?
1: I, I don't know. That's just I guess that's just the voice they know. I don't know. Like
0: the only VHS well, tough, tape they had left was a copy of Grease 2.
1: I guess. I don't know. So the yeah, so there's the king. He 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 doesn't quite seem to, he doesn't quite seem to fully understand what who Elvis was. He thinks he was like some kind of cult leader, and that people worshipped him. Well, depending on who you talk to, be- because they're they're based in the school of Elvis impersonators. That's where they found all the, the old tapes of Elvis, although they burnt them all out. So basically, they're like, we found this building dedicated entirely to this one guy and teaching others how to be like him, complete with like. Several storerooms full of his clothes and wigs that look like his hair, so we guessed he's some kind of mythological figure this guy they called the king
0: now that's kind of amazing
1: it yes it is it's like, it's quite uh like I've, never been
0: a, I've never been a fan of like the fallout gameplay like I tried playing i tried playing Fallout New Vegas I tried playing Fallout three I didn't like either of them. I'm just not a fan of that style of RPG and that style of combat and and like the and like the systems in it. I'm not that big a fan first, of any of that.
1: The first two weren't like that. The first two were uh, yeah, like top well, down they, they, isometric they, stat kind yeah, of they, stuff. They were a top down. Yeah. So New Vegas was written by uh, the people that did one and two, not uh, Bethesda. It okay, was just wait. licensed to them.
0: Yeah. Like either way, I'm not I'm not a particular big fan of that style of gameplay. But the world of Fallout is something that I've always been like that I've always found inherently interesting.
1: Yes, the the world of Fallout New Vegas is very good because it was done by the guys that created the world in the first place. So, you
0: know, like Fallout Fallout entirely, like like, even even the stuff that isn't done by these guys, I find that really interesting.
1: It is. It is. It's it's, it's just this ultimate history,
0: like this ultimate history of the world that then turns into like 1950s post-apocalypse.
1: Yeah, they they never they never grew out of the 1950s, and then hundred years later, we eventually got nuclear war. Yeah, with the Chinese, and like it is inc- some it is
0: like very thorough, and not like thorough in a way that is like it is like oh yeah, so we have the games, and we also have like all of this ass load of like side fiction stuff written by the fan community that's been accepted. At least from what I've at least from what I've seen, from what I've seen in like perusing various stuff about Fallout. Most of the, like, canon stuff is stuff from the game. There's not a whole lot of, like, fan-accepted extended universe fiction.
1: I don't think so. There's there's Nuka Break. Which is, in
0: and of itself, kind of impressive.
1: Yeah, there's Nuka Break, which is kind of like, a a it's basically just, like, fan videos... Like, fit fan movies, like, with real actors and stuff, but I'm uh-huh, not but really
0: like, sure. Like, like nobody sit, nobody's sitting there, like, trying to figure out where in the fucking t- Fallout timeline Nuka Break takes place.
1: No. It presumably takes place in the Fallout 3 slash New Vegas slash Fallout 4 decade or so that they all take place in.
0: Yeah, you know, because that's the marketable I mean, decade.
1: You know, well, I mean, there is a timeline. There's Fallout 1.
0: Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware there's a timeline. I have, again, spending some time looking at shit about fucking Fallout, you see there's an actual timeline. Like, fuck, just talking about Joshua Graham, I looked up the shit about him. It lists the years he was an active member of the fucking Caesar's Legion.
1: Yeah, they know. They, uh, they do their homework.
0: For anybody wondering, it was from 2247 to 2277. According to the fucking Fallout wiki.
1: Good old Fallout wiki. It never lets me down.
0: Yeah, most wikis are relatively well-maintained. Surprisingly.
1: Yeah, so 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 we have our Elvis impersonators, and there's a bunch of... Like, there's the Brotherhood of Steel. They're always around in some form.
0: They're the power armor guys.
1: They're the power armor guys. But uh, they're in pretty poor shape in in the, the the Vegas area because they're basically on lockdown. So they can rarely leave their little bunker, which means they're kind of dying out and not really getting any new equipment.
0: Yeah. You kind of got to leave the bunker every once in a while.
1: So, so their quest line is like for, first you have to, you have to find a way to get in there. Either you have to do a bunch of random tasks for them with a bomb collar on your neck or you can find the Brotherhood of Steel companion who will just be like, "Yo, you should trust this guy." And they're like, "Okay," <laughs> and you can skip that part. Uh, that's really dumb. So there's four, it is. I mean, it is. So, so once you get the chip back, you have the chip that controls the army that will uh, help whatever faction you choose. Conquer Vegas, and then you have four paths. You can either help the NCR, you can help Caesar's Legion, you can you can work for Mister House and taking control of his city back, and he he basically becomes a benevolent dictator. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can take control of it for yourself by uh, take you take take the army for yourself and. Reunite the factions for an independent Vegas, and then you kill Mister House. Okay, and that's yeah, and that's that's the path. That's the only because I guess they because once once you go so far, or if you kill enough of their people, like you'll be you'll become permanently hostile to them. Then you can't get their ending anymore. huh. So I so so the independent one is the only one that never goes away. Like the 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 character that the. Uh, Triggers the quest line. Is immortal. You can't kill him. No matter how many times you blow him up, he'll he'll just come back. Hmm. So yes. So I've gotten many of the other endings, but I've never done a Caesar's Legion gameplay before because, as you can imagine, working for a bunch of evil misogynist slavers, nobody really likes you if you help them.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine not. Like. That seems like the kind of thing you get made fun of for.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, of like... Of however however many companions that you can get in the game, I think, like, at least half of them won't help you anymore if not actively try to kill you if you try to side with the Legion. (laughs) Uh. And there is... And the one companion that was supposed to be pro-Legion was removed from the game. He never made it in. So,
0: <laughs> uh, why wouldn't so, they do that? So they, why would they? Why would they take him out? Is, is there? Is there like a replacement? Is there anybody else in the
1: game who actually is like, yo, Legion's pretty cool, you guys. No, no there's nobody. There's nobody in the game that's really pro Legion. At best, there's like, I mean, I guess we can help the Slavers. I don't really care.
0: So is I there no a? So, so are there like pro other faction companions?
1: Um. There's one. There, I mean, there's a few guys that really like the NCR, but they're like, they're okay with like helping anyone. They're they're okay with with independent or helping Mister House too. They're not thrilled about it, but they're like, I mean, at least you're not helping the Legion.
0: Yeah, that's weird. You think it, you think it like so. a game? They would try to. You think of like a game that has multiple factions, they would have like pros and cons for all different sides so that it's like not a difficult choice for. So it's not so it's not an easy yeah. choice for no, a good chunk of people like,
1: like if it's like, all right, so you, all right. So you can join the, the right. So
0: you can join these motherfuckers over here who like who like have like a lot of food and stuff for themselves. But they also like fuck over local communities. You have these guys who are like really, really altruistic and stuff but everything's on fire. Or you have these guys who like rape people. Like you need you need positives to outweigh the negatives. So like, hey, these guys are slavers, but if you join them,
1: everyone hates you. Now nah, they they just ran out of time. Because the, the the one pro because I mean f- in general Fallout Four isn't as good as New Vegas, I think. But at least they they the one thing they did do was they get they gave pros and cons and an exclusive party member for all the factions.
0: Yeah, good thing you followed that up with hey it's not as good, but because if you didn't then some motherfucker would just say, oh it's I'm
1: not I mean it's true. It's not a bad game, it's just not as good as New Vegas.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that was actually kind of controversial. I I haven't, heard, or, I haven't heard a lot of people like praising New Vegas all that much.
1: Really? That's surprising. Everyone loves New Vegas.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember like around when I remember like I like around when New Vegas started coming out. I don't, remember there, I don't remember there being a whole lot of, like, really big, like, yeah, fucking New Vegas! Yeah, like like there was for, like, a Fallout 4. Maybe I was just looking at the wrong parts of the internet.
1: Well, I mean, were they complaining about the bugs? Because it was really buggy when it first came out. I can't really blame them for that. Well,
0: bugs, but then also I just saw people, like, saying, like, hey, it's
1: not Fallout 3. It is not Fallout 3. That is true. Oh, I mean, I... I'm not sure which one I like, but I think I like New Vegas a little better. But Fallout 3 was pretty good. But no, it, it's it's not Fallout 3. It's significantly different in tone. The Fallout, 3, the Fallout 3 and 4 writers and the New Vegas slash original Fallout writers are... They have different priorities, as you can kind of see. Yeah. Like, the, these guys are more about factions and, like... The politics of a post-apocalyptic America and what would happen if all this stuff happened. And the Fallout 3 and 4 guys are more about, hey, let's let's play Mad Max and show a bunch of dirty people living out of junk.
0: <laughs>
1: Which is fun, too. Yeah. In fact, I mean, New Vegas is pretty clean, all things considered. It's the, one of the things is that because Mr. House set up a, a decent missile defense system, like the the area wasn't nuked too badly... They still have like plants and and animals and stuff, and they get a a supply of like decently made equipment shipped in from the New California Republic. So you're not like making pipe guns out of junk and stuff like that. Yeah. Unless of course you work for Caesar's Legion, (laughs) then you then you can get football pad armor and lawnmower blade swords. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get a. Industrial power tool they kind of turned into a drill spear, which is actually a pretty decent weapon hey man, fingers crossed yeah, so so what yeah, so when you side with uh, Caesar's legion, you lose a lot of the perks of helping out the other factions. There's a bunch of companions you pretty much can't use at all. It's very hard to get power armor because he wants you to kill the brotherhood of steel. And there there's, well, if there's you only the two the brothers steel, way-
0: they're probably easier to get power armor than because they wouldn't be hoarding it all.
1: Well yeah, but I mean no, in uh in New Vegas and Fallout 3 for that matter, you have to have somebody teach you how to use it, or else you can't wear the power armor. Okay, fair. So So th- there's two people that will teach you how to use there's the Brotherhood itself, and then there's a bunch of the Enclave remnant people from Fallout Three but in order to get in good with them, you have to um, you have to use a, a companion that will not help you in any way if you have any sort of positive repu- uh, reputation with the Legion. So basically to, to work with the Legion and get power armor, you basically have to throw a lot of time into quests that aren't going to pay out in the end because you're going to piss everyone off and they're not going to help you anymore and or blown up.
0: Yeah, that sounds weird. That that sounds like a weird thing.
1: To me. So, the anyway. last thing, yeah, the the last thing I did was uh I I was playing one of the DLCs, which is the one where you run into Joshua Graham.
0: That uh Honest Hearts?
1: Honest Hearts, yeah. Okay. The second one that came out. I yeah, remember there was a trailer when that came out hearts. with a guy
0: with a gun who was covered in bandages.
1: That is Joshua Graham. Ah it's yeah, where you uh, you go to Zion National Park, and uh, you basically have to help them. He 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 uh, he and his other Mormon friend are basically helping out a tribe like fight another warlike tribe, which was is trying to get in good with the Legion. So you basically have to uh, help. He, he, there's a lot of quests to like you know arm up the tribe and stuff. But this I'm playing a Legion character. I chose the option to kill them all, (laughs) which is something you can do in this DLC. You, You can opt to just like kill everyone and then like end the DLC early, but it requires you to fight a lot of guys and it denies you some rewards. And you have to kill Joshua Graham, who as you can imagine being a guy who was lit on fire, tossed into the grand Canyon and walked it off is the strongest character in the game and very hard to kill. Yeah, probably. I managed to do it by pretending to be nice for a little bit, and then I snuck, I stealthed around him, dropping about twenty mines all around him. <laughs> then I then then I walked to the edge of the room and shot him. And when he stood up and went hostile, they all exploded, and that took out about three quarters of his health.
0: Wow, that is. Yeah. Okay.
1: That. that... He's, it he's works, pretty it tough. It, it worked. I mean, it it worked. I was able to finish him off. But uh, I try I tried to fight him straight up, and maybe if I was a higher level, I could have done it. But with the equipment I had, and he was just destroying me. <laughs> so I said, okay. Oh yeah, sure. I'll help you. I'll help you. Help. I'll, I'll help you. You know, save the tribe. Uh, hey, look over there. Uh, no, no, nothing. Don't don't stay, don't get up. <laughs> I'll just put about 19 more of these around you. Don't worry about it, dude. Okay, just, we're
0: good. I'm just fucking planting seeds, dude. Uh,
1: yeah, no, no problem. Okay. all right. Planting just, seeds just that will one day okay. give
0: birth to fire flowers. I don't know. Just don't look okay, at me. Okay,
1: now you can get up. Bang. And then the whole cave blew up and he was thrown into the ceiling. And then he fell back down and then he got up. Still with a quarter health left. <laughs> and and that that is the... That is the last thing I played on my Legion playthrough of New Vegas. Alrighty
0: then. What have you been playing? I've been playing some stuff. Uh, I've been playing some SteamWorld Dig. This is the predecessor to SteamWorld Heist, and it is a totally different game. Do you dig? Yes. It is a, It has a focus on mining. And it kind of sets itself up as a old west town with a gold mine underneath it that you are now working. And so, yeah, you are a robot. Just a, Well, for those who don't know, SteamWorld is a series that has been going on for a little while now where where you are playing as a steam-powered robot in some kind of old west version of the future. Uh, SteamWorld Heist, which I talked about before, was set in space. That was still like all old western stuff. This is very strictly set on a single place. This is set on a planet in a town, and so you go down the mines with a pickaxe, and then it kind of turns into Dig Dug, where you are just carving out a path through this mine, through this underground fucking place, just panel by this like block by block. It's like, a fo- steam-powered robot. Yep, trying to form pathways, uh, finding rare metals, precious metals, uh, loot. Sometimes you find monsters. Sometimes you find like other offshoot tunnels that go into different cave sec. They go into, like different fucking cave networks that they can lead what to other dig- stuff.
1: What do you dig with?
0: A uh, pickaxe. A pickaxe. Yep. And as you as you go throughout the as you go th- uh, lower and lower, uh, you and you get these materials. You then go back up to the surface and sell those materials in order to upgrade your pickaxe. Yeah, it's all right. I don't. I I don't like it as much as I like uh, Steamworld Heist.
1: What happens if you dig too deep? Do you unleash a Balrog?
0: Uh, no, actually, the goal is to keep digging deep. Oh, yeah. Uh, it yeah, like the map that you have is just a just a black. It's just like a little black box that only that only shows what areas you yourself have mined out. Is there a bottom you can get to? As far as I'm aware, no.
1: Not, not, none that I've reached so far. It's just eternal it's an eternal dirt core that never ends.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Again, I have not beaten this game. I've played a couple hours of it on PS4, but I haven't gotten super deep into it. Large because it, it kind of just feels I need a game to have like some level of structure or like a point. And so far all this seems to be is you mine so you can get more stuff. So you can mine, so you can get more stuff to mine. Like, I've never, like, I haven't really gotten any kind of idea about, like, any kind of real story in it. I There's no real character in it, unlike in SteamWorld Heist, where I was able to, like, actually have, I was actually able to, like, get some some level of character from the people I was playing as in that game. And with that one, since it is like mission based where you go where you go here, do this, and you go here, do this, go here, do this, there's like a fucking map that shows you progress. That gives me that sense of I am moving forward. And in this, it does and in this it does have the inherent thing of you are moving forward because you're going deeper into the mine. But that's it. It just feels like you're going deeper into the mine for the sake of going deeper into the mine, which is not something that I can really get behind.
1: We dig so we can hide, we hide so we can dig.
0: Yeah, and like the game itself isn't bad. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad game. Like this is the Steamworld games from what I have played so far. There are I believe 3 Steamworld games out right now and of the 2 that I have played, neither of them are bad. It's just I find heist to be more kind of my speed with a weird tactical side-scrolling shooter. Steamworld Heist is really cool and it's really weird. Yeah, I gave up on that one after a while and eventually started getting back into Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. This is a and game... How was that? So Oddworld Stranger's Wrath is one of the Oddworld games. And it is a game that is, much like every Oddworld game almost, a totally different game from the previous Oddworld games. So in this... Uh, so it, is,
1: it, is, it has nothing to do with Abe's uh, whatever... No it has nothing to do with a- that
0: one? Uh, it has nothing to do with Abe's Odyssey, his Exodus or Munch's Odyssey. yeah we we're dealing with a whole new character who is what if Clint Eastwood's character from the good, the Bad, and the Ugly was a dog man? Because you know Oddworld. world
1: So he's just Clint Eastwood basically
0: uh, but well, Clint Eastwood, but he can like run on all fours really well and like jump and climb ropes and like not be racist.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so. The string the eye thing? Uh, yeah. Da da Yeah, he does the eye thing. He is wearing the Clint Eastwood hat. He is wearing the Clint Eastwood, like, fucking poncho. He is smoking the Clint Eastwood cigarello. Well, of course. He is Clint Eastwood in almost all forms except physical. And yeah, so Stranger is a bounty hunter. And he largely works for the Gluckens, which is a species of chicken people who all have the exact same voice. Because in Oddworld, there are three voices. There is Stranger's voice, which is, what if Clint Eastwood's throat cancer was way worse? Okay. There is the Gluckin voice, which is
1: really like like
0: digitally high-pitched fucking screeching almost. But with like a really heavy and southern y- accent. Like, howdy, stranger?
1: Lowenthal. And is the third one Yuri Lowenthal? Because he's in just about everything.
0: Oh, no, the third one is a digitally deepened heavy southern accent for all the bad guys. Oh, okay. And I mean all the bad guys. Like, even the fucking big bads that you're actually going to fight. They all sound like... the, the Each of them sounds like a... Each of them sounds like they're fucking henchmen.
1: It happens. I mean, yeah, so Fallout kind of the, does that too.
0: It's so kind of the big um, gameplay kind of thing with this is that it is a mixture of third person action adventure platforming kind of thing and first person shooter. So you spend most of your time traversing this uh, kind of open world, like a uh, like it, it's it is technically open because there are not because like generally there aren't a lot of walls like kind of blocking off where we're going to go unless at least like the next area that you need to unlock. So you just run around this area, and it's fairly big. There's not a there's not a whole lot of it's not it's not really like on rails or a lot of invisible walls or anything. It's but it is a lot of like all right, so head down here, do this, do this, do this. And there's not a lot of benefit from exploring the area and finding like, There aren't there aren't any like secrets to ho- uh, uncover from what I've seen. Not a whole lot of like hidden things that give you like benefits in the game. It's just they modeled this big world. And so you so you spend your time running around as running around with stranger as that, and you as you're running as you're running around once you get to a certain enough speed, then you start running around on all fours, which kind of turns your handling to shit, because he kind of goes a bit too fast to be re, to be reliably controlled, and like his turning radius goes I, real shitty. I
1: hate when that happens.
0: Yeah, but like luckily, like a lot of the time the uh, world is like the path you're running around are like. They have wide enough turns that doesn't really have that much of a problem. But every once in a while, it'll get to a point where if you are moving too fast, then you just have to stop. Like, stop moving entirely and then wait for him to fucking cool down and then start moving again.
1: So it can't be switched on and off. Uh,
0: No, it is. It is. You move. If you move fast enough, you do this. If you stop moving, you stop. Which that, that that's fine. Like it, is, it isn't it is now much of a problem. Like it just gets a bit of a it's a bit of an annoyance every once in a while. But for the most part, it for the most part it works. It actually does a weird bit to add some level of character to Stranger. And then the other then the other side of it is the first person side, where as you're as you're playing the game, um, you can just hit I think it's the left bumper for controller on PC, and he goes into first person and he pulls out his wrist-mounted crossbow with his live ammunition, which is to say, it is all critters and bugs. Yeah, the, the main the main thing, like the main um, weapon, basically your pistol, is this uh, shock bug kind of thing, where he builds up with well, the bug builds up an electric charge, and then you can shoot it at him. If you hit an enemy with like a full charge uh, with the zap bug, I think it's called, uh, then he gets um, instantly knocked unconscious. so You can go over and collect the bounty on him. Unless he's a boss, then you have to fucking actually put in work. Uh, Then there are chipmunks. Then there are chipmunks, which are little chipmunk things that do. that make noise in order to draw enemies over to certain locations. Uh, There are. I can't remember the name of them, but they're essentially like what if tribbles had teeth? And you lay them down as essentially living mines.
1: You just, like set jump up, and attack their you, faces.
0: You, you can just set up like, a row of them, and then as soon as an enemy runs by them, they just go... <laughs> there are spiders that you shoot them, and they use their web to wrap up the enemies and just fucking rope and stuff. And so it's essentially... That works as a similar kind of thing to the Zap Bug, but you don't have to charge it, and it has limited ammo. There are the slud Thugs, which is a heavy shot. Uh, boom Bats, which are bats that explode. And some kind uh, of hornets that work like that works like a machine gun. And so what you do is you go, you go to the you go to a town you go to like a town the uh, the bounty store and pick up a bounty. Then that is your next mission. That is what you are going to be doing, and that is all you're going to be doing in this for this fucking sick for this section of the game. You just run. You just go to the area we're going to go, fighting bad guys along the way. Sometimes the bad guys will be having a plot going on that you have to stop. Like, when I went to go track down one of the guys, it was his henchmen were blowing up a, like, stone archway to stop a to stop a caravan for getting to town so they could steal all the shit on it. I took all the bad guys out and then went on and took out their boss. Uh, my second time I took out their boss, uh, the first time, the first time I did beat him, but then I jumped into a meat grinder. And died instantly. So That was fun. and that seems to be huh. the gameplay going forward. Um, I just made it to the second town, which is actually the farthest I've ever made it in this game. Because they used to own this game on our original Xbox. And there was a point where one of the guys I was tracking down for a bounty uh, invaded the town that the bounty store was in. And for whatever reason, back in those days, I could not get past him. I tried over and over and over again, and I could not beat that motherfucker. So I eventually just gave up on the game and sold it. <laughs>
1: Then I got this. way to win.
0: Yeah, then I got this as part of the fucking Oddworld box, like this collection of fucking games. And started getting back into that. I got the, it came with HD fucking upres, whatever. It works really well. It runs surprisingly well on PC. It's just, it has controller support, but it doesn't have like Xbox 360 specific controller support. It just has, it just has like, it just has USB input controller support. So you do have to kind of guess what the buttons are. Like, a lot of the times it makes sense, like um, like A is jump, um, the trigger is to shoot, but, but, like, healing yourself is Y, and how he heals himself is he has, like, stamina, and so you hold Y, and then he just shakes until, he just shakes until like a wet dog until his stamina drains out and just daggers and shit that are embedded in just fly out of him. <laughs> oh, I really like Oddworld. I guess so. Yeah, it is. So now made. you just
1: have now you just have to beat that guy that you couldn't beat all those years ago.
0: Oh, I beat him already.
1: Oh, wow. What was the difference?
0: Uh I I got better.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I've played video games more so now I know what I'm doing more. And I also just kind of lamed it out where I just like where it is like uh, I s I laid out a bunch of fucking like the mind living mind dudes. Uh, shot him once with the zap bug, then waited for the then waited for him to come over to the fucking mine, dudes. So they started like eating him. So he started screaming and going Aah! and then just shot him in the ass with a fucking fucking slug uh, with a bunch of fucking flood slugs. Oh, that, that's another thing that actually reminds me of. Uh, so in so in this game there is um, since this is a game about bounties, you can catch the you can catch the um criminals dead or alive. Yeah, you catch them dead, you get like I think like. One fifth of the money you get when you if you catch them alive or something, and so how that yeah. works is like you. The enemies also have a health meter and a stamina meter, and so some of the some of the live ammo that you have only does damage to their health meter. Some of the damage, some of the weapons that you have only do damage to their to their um, stamina meter, but most do a but most do some amount of damage to both. And so what you have to do if you want to catch them alive is you have to try to damage them in such a way that their health doesn't go down as fast as their stamina, which is a bit tricky because as you are doing di- de- over the course of the fight, their stamina regens at the same rate yours does. So they're taking shots at you. You're taking shots at them. Both your stamina is recharging, and if his stamina reaches zero, then you can just run over, bounty him, capture him alive, and get the full reward. Which you will need because the plot of this game is that Stranger is dying and needs to get a fucking weird surgery from a bizarre top-hatted squid creature. Because you know, Oddworld,
1: right? So he has to. Uh...
0: He goes, and that's why he collects bounties.
1: So he's getting bounties to get a surgery that will save him. Presumably, yes. There's no timer on it, though. Pardon. I, said, I guess so. There's no time. There's no time to timer on the game. I guess there right? is like, no timer. The like, game th- like
0: there is no real time. Time time seems to pass as you collect bounties.
1: So it's not like you. But you have to beat the game in this amount of time, or else he'll die from his disease.
0: Yeah there there isn't there is no dead rising timer. Okay. Which does take a bit of like the urgency out of it, but it's a video game, dude. Like to a certain extent that's not really an excuse, but it is kind of also an excuse. It's also a video game for two thousand and five I think or earlier so I don't think the I don't think the whole like idea of like time I, I don't know I'm just making excuses at no this point time clock and, yeah I'm just making excuses at this point. I just like the game okay and I I've been meaning to play the other um, odd World games. Like I played I played Abe's Odyssey because I got it for free as part of the fucking as part of some thing uh, what was it? A PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection. I haven't played Exodus yet because I only have that in the old shitty version PC version which is on PC and I have no idea how to run with Windows 10. I got Munch's Odyssey which I've never even installed because again I have no idea how that will run on Windows 10. Like I
1: probably not too well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then Stranger's Wrath is running pretty well because it is because it had like an HD patch that was released that that made it easier to run on newer systems. I think Munch's Odyssey might have gotten that too, but I'm not 100% sure. Either way, I want to play more of these fucking odd-world games cuz I really dig them it's just a matter of you know actually getting getting to a place where i can play them reliably and at the best possible settings yeah moving on start playing xcom-, xcom again
1: okay why'd you stop in the first place
0: uh i got to a point in the game where the game broke
1: uh, oh, yes.
0: Yeah, I, I went to a mission, and they introduced a new class of alien, and whenever he was on screen, the frame rate dropped to single digits. Huh. And that's not like a super frame rate intensive game, like something you need, like, fucking you need, like, fucking 120 FPS in order to get it fucking working properly. It's a turn-based strategy game. You can fucking run, the, run that shit fucking single frame, and, it, and you can still play it. But it also, it was also really hard to beat, and I kept losing my squad every time I faced him. So it eventually, got to the point where I was just like, "eh, fuck it." Like I safe scummed enough times that I realized that this was pointless and I shouldn't fucking put an effort for it. But the thing that kind of got me back into it was a giant bomb series called The Exquisite Core, which is, which is people playing XCOM Enemy Within. Where every mission, they switch out the guy who's running the commander. They switch out the guy in the commander's seat. So they just have like three people playing this game, a single save file, mission by mission by mission. And it, it just reminded me that I really fucking love XCOM. XCOM is a fucking amazing game.
1: Yeah, well, how did you get past the frame rate, though?
0: I haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh. And also, it's been a while since that happened, so there were patches that were released in that that time. I also I also at when I when they when I reached that time the first the time I didn't have the Enemy Within expansion pack, which I think which I, which probably has some kind of which probably has some kind of like graphical updates or fixes in it or something. So I'm so I'm going into this hoping that that won't happen again. But yeah, XCOM. It's a great game. Play it. It's also a great game. Uh, PC. Oh, okay. And console. Like most consoles, the console versions kind of suck.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what happens with games that are made for PC first.
0: Yeah. But then you look at XCOM 2, which was made for PC and still kind of runs like garbage. There are multiple forum threads listing out the very specific way you have to set the settings in order to get the frame rate running at a semi-consistent uh, fucking number. Apparently everyone has frame rate problems with that fucking game.
1: It's one of the options cross your fingers and pray.
0: Basically. Anyway, moving on. i uh, still playing MGS5. Uh, I just got to Africa. And I got to Africa and completed a story mission, and I realized I have no idea what the plot of this game is. Like, I genuinely don't know what I'm trying to do. Which is weird. Which is weird that I'm still invested in this game if that's the case.
1: The typical Metal Gear, you know, war's bad.
0: Yeah, but like, is or... it? Because you're playing as Big Boss, whose whole thing is war's great.
1: Well, I don't know if you're supposed to agree with that.
0: Like, your entire mission in this game is to build your fucking. Like, what are your main things in this game is to build your fucking giant oil platform nation of soldiers?
1: Yeah, so you can kill that one guy. Yeah,
0: that one guy. Fucking Cypher? Zero? Is Zero Alter Cypher or is Zero in charge of Cypher? I don't know. Do the Patriots exist right now? I don't remember. I don't know. Is Cypher that's
1: a, a proto-Patriots or is question. Cypher
0: a counter-Patriots?
1: I, 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 Why do they call skullface skullface check-
0: Skull Face when his face doesn't look like a skull? It's just really white.
1: Because White Face is racist? Is it, though?
0: Okay, yeah, probably is. Oh,
1: wow. Why I'm is D Dog the
0: best partner? Yeah, I got D Dog, and D Dog, I have been doing nothing but running with D Dog. Because D Dog is the best. I play, yeah, so I, I ran a bunch with uh, D Horse and did not like him because I didn't like riding a horse. I ran one mission with Quiet. And I was like, oh, you fucking useless.
1: But I mean, you know, look look at her her cur- critically stor- story important outfit there, you know.
0: Yeah, you know how she needs to breathe through her skin.
1: Yeah, there's very good plot reason for that. Yeah. Meanwhile, D Dog is a dog with a knife.
0: And you know, also so when you have like- yeah, also when you have him with you, he marks enemies for you a hundred when they're within hundred meters.
1: That's pretty far.
0: Yeah, so you're just fucking running along. D dog just goes, and then just all of a sudden, bloop! Little fucking enemy icon appears on screen, marking them before you actually get before you can even see them or get a chance to scan them. So if you're running into a fucking enemy encampment, you just have D dog with you. He will just fucking mark every enemy, every enemy in the fucking camp as you are moving through the camp. D dog is the best.
1: Okay. Cypher is an alias of both the Patriots and Zero. (sighs) According to the wiki.
0: Jesus Christ. This fucking series. I'm almost glad it's dead.
1: It's dead as far as Kojima wants it. But now we're getting zombies.
0: (laughs) Yay! Yeah, I I'm still really fucking enjoying just playing that game. Like just running around doing things. I I have a sniper rifle that has a silencer on it, and I'm really happy.
1: Did you get the rocket punch yet?
0: Uh, not not yet. I I only have the I only have the electric stun hand.
1: Yeah, because that's realistic.
0: Yeah, you know it's you have a battery in there. Then you spin the hand around, it charges the battery. Then you go blah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that makes more sense than rocket punch.
0: No, dude, there's a rocket in your fist, and then you, when you punch, the rocket ignites, and then the ro- the rocket flies out of your hand with the fist on it, so it punches somebody. Oh.
1: Then how does it come back?
0: The wires. Oh, nanomachines, son. You just fucking punched out, and the nanomachines are like, oh, wait, I need to fucking go back and regulate your emotions, so... There you go. And your fist comes back, and all of a sudden you feel a lot calmer about killing people. That's how nanomachines work, right?
1: Maybe. Or maybe he just cuts off his arm and throws it at people.
0: I don't know. Wait, right? SOP hasn't been activated yet. Oh. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, I started getting back into Half Minute Hero. This game is really fucking weird. So, the version I'm playing is the PC port, uh, which is called Half-Minute Hero Super Mega Neo Climax Ultimate Boy.
1: That's quite a title. Yes, it is. That sounds like something an anime would come up with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is... uh, It has, like... So, this game was a PSP game, originally. And it... And so on PSP, it had a pixel graphic style, which you know ran for PSP. And the whole point of the game was that you had to play through a fancy RPG in thirty seconds. The idea of it was that in this world, um, evil lords, like the people who run, the people who like and ran the world or whatever, they had discovered or somebody else had discovered a spell that, when cast, would destroy the world in thirty seconds. And so what you have to do is every time you go into a new mission or a new level, your character level resets to one. And so what you have to do is you have to go in there and grind. And grinding is done by, via automatic battles, where you're just, where you're just running around, then all of a sudden an encounter happens, and you just fucking run through the enemies. And then as you're going along, you level up. And then once you get to a high enough level, uh, a, big thing, a big thing will appear on the screen that says, you stronger than evil. Or like, you greater than symbol evil. Okay. You then have to run to the evil lord's house, get into a fight with him, and defeat him in 30 seconds. But luckily, the goddess of time is on your side. So when you go into, like, towns in the area, because there are small little encampments where you can go in there and regen your health, buy food, buy new equipment. Uh, When you go into those towns, time stops. So the timer doesn't count down when you're in cities, and in some cities, or encampments or whatever, there will be a statue of the goddess of time, which you can pray to her, which is give her money, and then she will reset time back to the beginning of the 30 seconds.
1: This is a long 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, and so then you just do this for fucking, like I think, like 30 or 60 levels or something, and then you go into the next game, which is Evil Lord 30. Because, because going into Half-Minute Hero it, it is broken up into like Hero 30, Evil Lord 30, Princess 30, and then two other games that I haven't unlocked yet. that are each telling stories set hundreds of years apart from each other. And so in Evil Lord 30, it's described as kind of a strategy game. But it's really just 30 seconds of Rochambeau with monsters. So you have so as an evil so you are an evil lord and you have a bat named Millennia, who used to be a lady friend of yours and you're in love with her and also yourself
1: even though she's a bat
0: well yeah you were in love you're with her love
1: before
0: with she yourself. was a bat yourself oh yeah you were in love with her before she was a bat then a character named Noir who was the one who I believe created the destruction spell uh he turned her into a bat And now you are kind of going throughout the land, trying to track down Noir to, 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 have, him turn, to have him turn Millennia, is her name, back to a human or back to a person-shaped thing. And along the way, you get into fights that are just kind of Rochambeau. There are three types of creatures. There are bruisers, brutes. There are nimble characters, and there are ranged characters. So you send out uh, nimble characters to fight ranged characters. You send ranged characters to fight brutes. And you send brutes to fight nimble. And that's the gameplay of it. You run throughout an area. Uh, there's a big circle under you that once that fills up. Once the circle is filled up, you can summon the most powerful version of the monster you're trying to summon. And, and then yeah, you just do that until you take out all the enemies or complete your objective. And you have 30 seconds to do it. A few missions into the game... You meet the goddess of time, who's like, hey, if you give me every cent you have on you, I will reset your magical power and put the time back up at 30. How's that? Cool? Cool. I need money, because she's living in a barrel this time. And the first time you meet her, she's wearing sunglasses. Like, she's still in the full goddess of time regalia and everything, but with sunglasses on, because she's trying to hide her identity.
1: No one will know.
0: This game has a really great sense of humor to it. Like, throughout, uh, throughout uh, Hero 30, the, happen- the like, hero part of the game, uh, a lot of it is the goddess just uh, kind of, like, revealing herself to be just a colossal fucking dickbag about everything. And-, and just, like, only being interested in money and people worshipping her. Like, the only, reason- the only reason that she really got involved in, like, the stopping of the destruction spell was because if time, because if the world was destroyed, then nobody would be around to worship her or pay her. Because apparently being a god doesn't pay the bills anymore. No. Apparently, being a god has bills. It gives a lot of fun. Like the gameplay is super simple, but it does require a level of skill to it. Um, going into going into each individual game is it's fun, just kind of learning these new games. And since they are so small, like both in terms of like the size of the arena that you're fighting in, as well as the time limit. Things go by very quickly, and this game is really designed as a portable game. Which sucks that I will never be able to play on portable, because who the fuck has a PSP anymore? Fucking, I do. Fucking nobody. They're, 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 they've they're refilled the Atari landfill with PSPs.
1: I have my PSP right here. I don't think I've played it in, like, over well over a year, but... Exactly. I think it still works.
0: And especially like getting PSP games. That's the fucking real thing.
1: Yeah, those are really hard to you better be eBaying those.
0: Yeah, cuz they fucking came out with a sequel to Half-Minute Hero. Uh Half-Minute Hero 2 that I don't think was ever released outside of Japan on PSP. It was released on it was released outside of Japan on Windows. What is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, like nobody has a PSP anymore.
0: Yeah. Anyway, happened a hero. Game's a hell of a lot of fun. If you got a chance to check it out, uh, it's probably like fucking five bucks on Steam or something. I don't think I've been playing. Uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. So this is this is interesting. I my only really exposure to the Might and Magic series was uh Might and Magic uh, that first person game that was kind of like a. Oblivion kind of thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Like Might and Magic Dark something? can't remember the name of it for the life of me.
1: I can't... I can't remember it. I, I was just looking something up about that game the other day. Dark Messiah?
0: Yes, that's it. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Okay. Yeah, that's the only really... That's the only real like might and magic kind of thing I have been exposed to, which is to say, I installed it, played five minutes of it, realized that it kind of ran like shit, and turned it off. And I've had this one for a while. It came in a humble bundle, and I started and I started into it, and that game's a lot of fun. It is a it is set up like it is set up ostensibly like an RPG. You have yourself a main character who falls into some kind of archetype that you, that you see in Might and Magic. They level up, they get stat bonuses, and they go on quests. There are side quests and stuff, and yeah. Difference is, it is all about puzzles. It is, it's, all, it's essentially a match-three RPG where, where you go into combat against somebody, and the combat is versus match-three. So you have different colors of units. You have blue units, yellow units, and green units. Uh, When you match up three of a color uh, in a vertical line, then they get ready to attack. If you match up three of them in a horizontal line, then they form a wall that the enemy has to do enough damage to get through before it kills any of your units or does damage to you. As you progress through the game, uh, you get more units that do different stuff um, as well as some special units which take more to charge. Like, I have to actually charge them up with, like, multiple of the regular units. And when they die, they are, and when they are killed, they are gone forever until you buy new ones. So as it is right now, I'm rolling with archers, uh, fairies, bears, dragons, and treants. Well, I should say actually, that's what I was running with as the elf, because there are actually five campaigns in this.
1: That's an interesting combination.
0: Yes, it is. And so the story of this game is that um, there are different races around here and different kingdoms and stuff, and some time ago there was a huge battle against demons, and a sure special is. yeah, and a special sword was used to seal all those demons, and I think like a like some kind of sub realm or whatever. But then like the braces came together and forged it for- and then like decided to hide that sword amongst themselves or whatever. And there has been a fairly shaky piece since then. I, I think it was um I think it is humans, elves, and wizards are the factions. Let me just double check that. <laughs> Here's- so maybe there, there's a big gathering of all the leaders of these different factions. Just try, get, just try to get everybody together and see where they're at as a people. They're then, they're then attacked by demons. And everybody dies. Except, our, except like the kids of the people who are actually in charge. And so what you have to do is you have to go throughout the world. Uh, well, throughout your individual areas. As these individual characters, building your own armies, trying to fight back and prove that the demons were involved in all this, and so that it so that things don't devolve into a full-on world war okay yeah, and that's basically it like, like uh, gameplay lies like running around the world is done via it's essentially a board. Like a board from a board game where you have individual spaces and a track it to follow. And they just go through all the areas doing that. Uh, there is a map that only shows you the screen you're on and only shows you like, hey, go go out, go out this fucking node in order to get to the next map screen that leads you towards your next objective. Which is nice. I, I, like, that the, I like that that is a... It, it is kind of shitty that you can't like look at any of the map screens that you've visited so far. And only look at the one that you're on. Especially like if you're going for any kind of side quests. But most of the side quests that you found. um, The most of the side quests I found that were mostly like hunt bounties. Uh, The bounties. The bounties said where people were most likely to be found. And I knew where all those individual areas were. And plus the map isn't so big that you can get lost that easily. At least for the elf. I haven't played. I just unlocked the human campaign. And that's actually the thing that I do like about this, where where like most a lot of games that have like the you know huge sprawling multi-person campaign thing, it is they unlock everything from the beginning and then you choose where you want to go. With this, it is with this it is like the story. The story follows this very specific path where these characters get involved at these moments. You will you will play up to that point as this one character, then move on to this next character, and so on and so on. So you actually get to spend a decent amount of time with the individual units, learning their strengths and weaknesses, getting a good amount of fight in with them before moving on to the next guy. Who will have well, have units that follow like similar units, units that have similar rules but different effects. So like the big guys will always take four of the same color behind them in order to charge, but what they actually do will be different. Like with the elves, like with the elves, the treants, they will they take five turns to charge, and then when they do, they send out this wave of fucking damage that goes throughout the fucking enemy camp, hits them, and then does persistent damage to them over the next couple turns. The dragons, they fucking breathe acid that just destroys destroys it, all the enemies in a line and then keeps that area unusable for the next couple turns. And shit like that. But then the knights might have different guys, and so will the fucking wizards and whatever. And it all works the The gameplay is very. The gameplay is fun. I really like the puzzle aspects of it. Um, there's actually this kind of cool side quest that you can find where you can actually do like puzzle challenges where you have one turn to clear the enemy board using the using only the units they give you. And there is a lot of strategy in that that I find really interesting that I really enjoy playing. Uh, art style wise, it is very cartoony and childlike. It is. It looks like a it looks like a children's cartoon. Which I think is... This game was originally released on the DS, which I think fits. I've been playing it on PC because there was a Steam release. Because of course there was. Yeah, Clash of Heroes is fun. And it seems like the game that I would... If I had kept my DS long enough, I would have gotten this on DS. This is the kind of thing that I want to play while I'm like... This is the kind of thing I don't really give that much of a shit about the story, where I just am mostly in it for yeah. the gameplay.
1: Okay, so
0: but like so you it's, want to play it on the go. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of, this the kind of thing I want to play. Like this kind of thing I want to play while I'm sitting on the toilet. Okay, but, which That's I guess which, to... which I guess is appropriate because it was from the guys who made like I think Puzzle Fighter, or at least or at least the gameplay was inspired by Puzzle Fighter. Or like those similar kind of match three puzzle games. Yeah. Okay. My Magic Latch Heroes is fun. So that's what I'm playing then. On the news, because we fucking got some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the news? So, first up, In Exile, uh, just released a updated version of the Bard's Tale. Yeah, so in Exile Entertainment, um, they announced via Facebook that the game got released. I don't think it was ever like announced that they were doing this; like it just kind of happened.
1: Surprise!
0: Yeah, it is. It's just kind of surprising. It just kind of it just kind of happened. Just blah. Here you go. Yeah, so. The this game, which is the which the version is called The Bard's Tale Remastered and Resnarkled, has been updated and released on PS4 and PS Vita.
1: The good old Vita. Nice, yeah. you know it's still hanging in there.
0: Yeah, the Vita is still a thing that exists and games are being made for. Which is a weird sentence to say.
1: Mostly because of Japan.
0: Yeah, so in the announcement on their Facebook page, um, InXL Entertainment said, quote, InXL Entertainment is proud to announce that a remastered version of its first title, the action RPG The Bard's Tale, is now out on PS4 and PS Vita. Featuring doubled resolution for all textures, the game also runs at 4K 60fps. Sharing only a name with the original series, this Bard's Tale is instead a comedic send-up of the fantasy RPG starring... Uh, the fantasy genre uh, starring Carrie Elways as the bard and the late great Tony Jay as the muse narrator of the tale. Thirteen years later, it endures as one of our most popular titles on PC and mobile. Today, we are pleased to return the game to the console realm. So yeah, the game is available now on PC, uh, on PS4 and Vita in North America, and was also released today, uh, the day we are recording this, on PS4 in Europe. With the Vita version being released in Europe yesterday as of recording this. So, yeah. I have heard a lot about this game, and I have never played it. Have you? Uh, Alex?
1: Uh, Nope. Nope. I have not played them. I guess I could, since I have a Vita. (laughs) Yeah. One of the few people that do.
0: Yeah, I have a PS4 that will be neat.
1: I need to get one of those.
0: You really do. It's a solid system.
1: It is. Maybe I can find one for cheap. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, the Bard's
0: Tale was also released on BlackBerry.
1: People still have Blackberries.
0: Uh, yeah, the BlackBerry Playbook. It was uh, the game was released on that in September 2012, and in 2013 it was released on Uya. Okay. Yeah. So moving on. So Swery, the director of Deadly Premonition and D4 has announced his next game. And that is? It's called The Good Life. It's described as a daily life RPG by Swery and it follows the exploits of a New York photographer named Naomi who comes to the quaint town of Rainy Woods only to discover a person murdered that sounds familiar it's also it al- it's also um he also discovers that at night everyone in town turns into a cat
1: including her okay that's, that's a new one
0: yeah yeah so um yes yeah, so the game have like a day night cycle where you turn into a cat and then you can do things as a cat that you can't do as a person uh can you do as a
1: cat that you can't do as a person
0: uh reach areas that you couldn't get before follow sense chase mice oh be adorable okay. anyway uh sweary says that the good life will quote inherit the sp- inherit the spirit of deadly premonition. and based on the trailer they've released so far it does seem to be the case uh with both of them being about um, like the small towns, with the quirky with the quirky cast of characters who are all in some way suspects, outside are coming in looking at shit. Uh, biggest difference seems to be that I'm not sure what this game looks like because they released a trailer for it, and the trailer is all stock footage of English villages with hand drawn cartoon character models. And very stylized ones at that. All of them are very angular. Like, nobody's eyes are circular. They're all... They're all, like, squashed-down squares.
1: They're all squared eyes.
0: Basically, yeah. And any footage of this that isn't a... That isn't, like, a stock photo or the hand-drawn shit looks like some real jank-ass CG rendering. Like, like what a TV show in the 1990s thought a video game looked like.
1: So, Pac-Man?
0: No, like, 3D video games in the 90s.
1: Oh. Oh, those.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what this game's gonna fucking be, but I kind of can't wait for it. Sweary is a guy who I kind of like keeping an eye on in terms of games because while the games aren't always great they give you something to talk about moving on Square Enix has announced they'll be releasing a remake of Fear Effect
1: because that's totally a game we needed a remake of
0: yeah that's totally a game I remember
1: I don't at all
0: I think it's about lesbians.
1: Oh well, I mean, I guess that explains why they want to remake it then.
0: Yeah, I. The only thing I remember, about th- the only thing I remember about this game are the ads for any of the for the sequels. I think.
1: Fear effect. Yeah, I think
0: specifically Fear Effect Two. Because like. Look like Google image search like the covers of Fear Effect One and Fear Effect Two, and just see if you notice a difference. Cause yeah, Fear Effect,
1: Fear Effect Two. Sorry, the game is called huh. Fear
0: Effect Reinvented. Uh, it is due out on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox in 2018. And it's currently in development by French Studio Sushi, who are also working on a brand new Fear Effect game that isn't a remake of the original Fear Effect game. Yeah, the game is did called... We
1: really need, did we really need more Fear Effect? I
0: Apparently somebody was craving I, I'm it.
1: Not, I'm not so sure about this, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the new Fear Effect game is called Fear Effect Sedna. It's apparently due out later this year. And, yeah, it's just a, it is a game that they crowdfunded. That Sushi crowdfunded back in 2016. I don't know why this is a thing.
1: Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out who wanted more Fear Effect and why.
0: Our next piece of news, however, is a thing that I definitely want. Okay. So, THQ Nordic has just revealed a new game called Biomutant which is described as quote an open world post-apocalyptic kung fu fable
1: that sounds interesting
0: yeah Uh, so the game is in development at um uh, via experiment 101 studio founded by former avalanche studios creator director whoa
1: whoa what the fuck was that christ that was thunder. Okay, yeah, that's loud. You and I heard that. Yes, it was. I th- it, it, it sounded pretty like pretty either sure. a gunshot or a bunch of
0: trash cans falling over.
1: No, that was, that was a lightning strike. That sounded really, really close. Okay. The, so. the power didn't go out. Okay, so anyway. Sorry about that.
0: No worries. Back on track. So the game is in development at Experiment 101, a studio formed, founded by former Avalanche Studios creative director Stefan, F- Swedish name. Uh, Avalanche, for those who don't know, made the Just Cause games.
1: Just Cause.
0: Yeah, and so according to according to like all the fan ollie um, promotional art that's been released for it so far, uh, the main character of the game is some kind of weird raccoon creature. Yeah, uh, it has like uh, an eye patch, a rock hand, and a robotic cricket. But apparently they'll be able to change their abilities, and, but apparently according to the website, uh, Biomutant will let players, quote, change their characters' ab- ab- abilities and appearance with very with powerful mutations, bionic prosthetics, and weapons. So yeah, you'll be able to modify your character by giving them claws, tails, like weird fucked up tails, wings, giving them sign mutations, like, you know, mental powers, or giving them robotic limbs and shit. I have a huge different bunch of weapons like swords and custom firearms and stuff, but it uh but uh, it appears that a big focus of it will be on martial arts. The martial arts of your weird raccoon creature. And yeah. This game seems really interesting. And I kinda want it. Like a lot, even though all they've released so of it so far are promotional images and a pre-rendered trailer. So you know, it could turn out that all this is a bunch of garbage. But fuck it, I have hope. You know, misplaced Looks hope, cool. but hope. Yeah. So uh, the game Looks is interesting. Uh, slated at for, least, yeah, the game's slated for release sometime next year. Yeah, there's an announcement trailer that was released um, from IGN uh, a little earlier this week. And, yeah, it just kind of shows off. It's it's essentially, uh, it's essentially a concept trailer. Like, it's all pre-rendered and it's just, hey, ideally this is what the game will turn out to be. Which is this adorable little raccoon creature uh, getting fucked up by what appears to be a furry version of the locust from Gears of War. Yeah, we'll see as we get closer to as we get closer on. We'll as we get closer to any kind of release date, we will get more information and we will let anybody we will let y'all know about it.
1: Okay. Hopefully
0: it turns out alright.
1: Anything. Looks looks promising. I hope it turns out alright. Oh oh absolutely, dude. Anywho, moving right along. Uh
0: Blizzard has officially unveiled the next new Overwatch map. Oh no. The map is called Junkertown. And it is a map set in the Australian Outback for the Escort game mode. The official description of the map reads, Constructed from the remains of a destroyed Omnium. It's now the home to a band of lawless scavengers known as the Junkers, led by the Cutthroat Queen. When they aren't pillaging the the Omnium skeleton for anything of value, the Junkers blow off steam in the Scrapyard, a massive gladiatorial arena whose combatants fight for glory, riches, and to survive. See, that's a Junkrat map. Just imagine Junkrat as a place. That's the map.
1: Okay. Pirate Queen.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't don't fucking know, dude. Uh, I have not played... I recently I recently got into a fucking Overwatch game and we got to a map I have never played before and I said that in the voice chat and everyone was like, wait, have you never played this before?
1: You ever played this before, you noob? Everybody's played this before.
0: He yeah, was like, oh, yeah I, I yeah, I haven't played the game in a couple of months. It's like, oh, this thing is older than a couple of months, dude. And then I made a friend, which was nice. Anyway, Final piece of news: The HTC Vive is finally getting a price reduction. What is that? Uh, the HTC Vive, the VR headset. Oh, that thing. Yeah, it's, it's one it's of the. Yeah, it's one of the fancier ones. It has a bunch of sensors in the front I of it, and to- you set up like room scale stuff, so you're able to actually like move around a bit in an area without you like just fucking everything up. Okay. Yeah, so the the system, like the heads, so there was the headset and I think the, uh, hand, I think like the controllers too, uh, which launched at a price of $800, are now being reduced to a price of
1: $600. That's still outrageously expensive.
0: Yes. Yeah, and so some people are wondering if this is a This is a reaction to the price drop from the uh, reaction to a recent price drop for a for the Vita for the Oculus Rift set, which came out a couple weeks back or actually actually last month. Sorry. And it was the Oculus Rift and the touch controllers for four hundred dollars. Which is the sale price, but that also came with the price cut, which uh, dropped the price permanently for both the headset and the controllers to five hundred dollars. In response to this, Richard Steiber, president of Viveport, said, "I don't think so."
1: Surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah. The basic basis of the quote is, "We're still running, training those motherfuckers." So, like, fuck you, I guess. Yeah, like the big selling point with Vive as compared to to, um, like Oculus is uh, their room scale VR, which is like I said, you have these little sensors that you can put around and that, that just basically map the size of your room. So then you have this little square of influence where you can move around and the headset will be tracked from all directions. But so long as you stay in that space, you're able to move around and do stuff more than what you could do with the Oculus Rift and other headsets like this. Yeah. I I've been getting more and more down on VR lately. Because when it started coming out, that I was isn't. like, oh, when 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 it first started coming out, I was like really kind of in it. Like I was a bit, I was initially a bit hesitant about it, but then I actually saw some of the shit they were talking about and saw some of the shit they were showing, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to try that. But now like now that VR is actually here in a thing, I have heard nothing about like real VR games. Like, most, yeah. most everything I hear about in terms of, like, either shit people are talking about or release are VR experiences. Which is to say, hey, we got a tech demo for this VR headset. Pay us 50 bucks for it. Like that Batman VR thing, which is not a game at all. And other kind of Wait, shit. Like a lot, a lot of it is just, like, any kind of game they're Batman? actually... Pardon?
1: I said, what. What's the Batman thing? You just run around as Batman. No, you don't run
0: around at all. You just stay. You just stay perfectly stationary. Oh. Yep. Like I said, VR experiences. Uh, it's like, hey, I can interact with the physics objects in this. It's fucking dumb. That's about it for VR shit. Like, <laughs> like there are one or two like actual games that are out there, but not enough to justify dropping fucking hundreds of dollars on a new on basically a new system. Yeah, it would, it would be
1: like holodecks, like Star Trek. That's, it would, it was, that's it would essentially, be,
0: it would essentially be like, hey, we're hey, we're releasing the new PS4. It comes with one game and nineteen different versions of Knack. Give us five hundred dollars, you fucks. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, that's for news. New releases this week, uh, we got the PC and PS4 version of White Day, a labyrinth called School, which is a remake of a Korean horror game. I don't know. Uh, The Escapists 2 for PC and PS4. Apparently, the Escapists was a thing that was big to some extent.
1: Apparently. Apparently.
0: Yep. Uncharted The Lost Legacy. An actual relatively big thing. It's come to PS4. Uh, that is the standalone Uncharted game where you play as Chloe and that South African lady from four.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, but I know she was voiced by Laura Bailey and that got people's panties into twist.
1: Of course, because, you know, Laura Bailey isn't everything.
0: No, it's because Laura Bailey's so white your character's black.
1: Oh, oh, those things.
0: Yes. Uh, there's also yeah, the thing. there's also the first Jack and Daxter game being released on the PS2 on PS4 thing, and a new Ron Gilbert uh, point click adventure game called Thimble, called Thimbleweed Park. Yeah, next week, uh, not much is actually coming out. Uh, the only thing that seems to be of any real note is a sequel to Rock of Ages. Remember Rock of Ages?
1: Okay. I remember Rock of Ages.
0: That weird tower defense ish thing that was essentially, that was kind of like, hey, what if Terry Gilliam's art style made a video game?
1: I guess they decided it needed a sequel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's called Rock of Ages 2, oh. Bigger and Bolder. with bolder spelled with a U, like the like the rock.
1: Harder and rockier.
0: Ace Team's a weird developer. Yeah, like they made this. They also made a fucking, what is it, like Zeo Team, Zeo, Clash? This weird game where you were like born from a person who's like a it was your father and your mother, who you call father-mother. These motherfuckers are weird, is what I'm saying. Well, also, next week, uh, something that you might not have heard of, it's that uh, it's it's a crossover between Mario and Raving Rabbids built like XCOM.
1: Is that the thing they showed at uh, E3? Yes, it is. <laughs> Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom yeah, Battle. Yeah, I saw yeah, I saw that. I saw that trailer.
0: Oh, that this is this game is so weird. This game is so weird. Good way? I, I, I want a switch. I want a switch. It looks like the cheapest I'll be able to get one is for four hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Try looking on Craigslist or something.
0: That is on Craigslist. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. If, if I want to get full realtor price, if I want to get full retail, if I want to get like actually new retail price, I'm paying upwards of 700. Yeah.
1: Because wow. Canada. Let's see what anyway. switch is here. Switch. Con- new switch here on Craigslist is $335. $335. Uh, Three hundred, yeah, three hundred. Yeah, that's is, it, seems to yeah, be yeah, the going.
0: Yeah, that's American prices in an area. In uh, and you are in yes. an area. And you are in an area where people live.
1: That is true. There are people around here.
0: Yeah my my city doesn't my city doesn't even have a fucking like my city doesn't even have like a Craigslist section for us. It only it only has one for our closest big city. We have to look up that, which is in. Which is in Peterborough, and there are no switches on sale in Peterborough.
1: Someone has a brand new one for three twenty nine in a town that's only a half hour away.
0: On Amazon, for some reason, I saw like there was a used switch on sale for one hundred and eighty bucks, and I'm pretty sure it's a scam, or it's broken, or that. So yeah, the uh, yeah the cheapest price for a Nintendo Switch. Is five hundred and eighteen dollars new? Yeah, taxes and shipping. That motherfuckers. And it comes with or no games. That, that's, it that comes with no that's games. Selling them at
1: all. for whatever has no games.
0: Yeah, if I want to get it with games, like if I want to get it with the Switch game, that is six hundred.
1: Apparently, yeah, apparently there was an Xbox One sold on eBay for, like, a dollar. <laughs> because the mother was just selling it for his, from her son because, I guess, he wasn't doing his schoolwork or something. Nice. So she just sold it. So she just sold it for whatever. Nice. Yeah, it's like, a dollar, oh, whatever, who cares, screw you.
0: Yeah, if only I paid attention to fucking eBay listings.
1: No. That's how I got my Vita for only $50. <laughs> Somebody's like, hey, Vita, $50, because there's a tiny crack in the case. I'm like, I'll buy it. I think I just saved, like, $200 on it. Yeah, maybe.
0: I'm actually thinking of buying a Vita again.
1: What do they go for now?
0: Uh, Let me check. i looking on Kijiji, which is the... Which is the better Craigslist for me, anyway. Especially where I live. Yes, read really, huh? Uh, I can get a PS Vita with a 16-gig memory card for 100 bucks. System looks in solid shape. Mentioned nothing about any cracks or anything.
1: Oh. Okay. Kijiji.
0: Yep. It is not available in America from what it I understand. Failed. It
1: failed. Nope. It failed. <laughs> yep. They tried to release it and it failed because we have Craigslist.
0: Yep. So anyway. That's another for new releases. That's going to do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us.
1: Decent Sorry light show this about week. that loud thunder th- thunder crash. Yeah. I was afraid that was going to happen because I was like, oh, was a lot of lightning going on. I hope there's not a loud crash nearby.
0: And then...
1: <laughs> yeah. Anywho. We're under attack.
0: Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks' time with an episode of the thedestorproads.com video games podcast. In between now and then, though, we got shit coming out. I don't know. Till then, I'm dead.
1: And Alex. And we will. See you guys next time. Bye.